multinationals by providing them with research, analytical tools, and data that helps power their emerging markets business strategies. My name is Matthew Spivak, and I'm Frontier Strategy Group's Head of Middle East and North Africa Research. I will be moderating today's podcast. I'm joined today by Zainab Kosare-Solu, who is a North Africa analyst at FSG. The focus of today's podcast is Zainab's recent trip to the Algerian market. As a reminder, this podcast and all of FSG's content is available via our portal at portal.frontierstrategygroup.com. Zainab, welcome, and thanks for joining me today. Let, let's start with what is really the main issue on everyone's minds, what we hear a lot from uh, clients when we're speaking with them about the Algerian market, other markets in the region, and that's the impact of, of low global oil prices. Um, how is that impacting uh, the Algerian economy? Really, how vulnerable is Algeria to low oil and gas prices? Yes, Matt, you're definitely right. This is the main issue on everyone's uh, minds at the moment, um, including those in Algeria and and out. Um, Well, the economy is very much dependent on oil and natural gas. Hydrocarbons make up 95% of exports and around two-thirds of government revenue. Um, Therefore, the the lower global prices for both oil and natural gas are bound to impact the Algerian economy, um, as well as specifically government uh, revenue and spending. Now, the government has a big role to play in the economy, not only in terms of its spending um, as an indicator of GDP, but also in terms of its investment expenditure, in terms of its ability to support consumer budgets. Um, Therefore, this fall in prices is a big challenge to the government's expenditure plans. However, it also has a significant financial buffer to be able to maintain spending until towards the later end of 2016. The government has a large revenue regulation fund, a large uh, foreign exchange reserves um, of around 185 billion US dollars. And for uh, uh, the country's GDP, which is the size of around 210 billion dollars, this is a significant um, reserve. Definitely provides enough of a buffer at the moment. Okay, so it sounds like there, you know, like other markets in the Middle East, North Africa, that are oil exporters, there are some vulnerabilities, uh, but Algeria does have some assets that allows it to position um, to be at least somewhat insulated, maybe more so than some other markets. Uh, how is the uh, Algerian uh, government really reacting to the fall in oil and gas prices right now? What, what are they doing about it? Well, um, initially they had. In late 2014, they had announced um, that government spending would increase uh, by 16% for 2015. Now, um, it seems that this is actually quite unlikely, uh, despite the buffer that we've talked about. Um, The government has already frozen public sector hiring for, for this year, and it has already started postponing some infrastructure projects. And um, we are seeing that the government is definitely trying its best to maintain subsidy payments and social spending. And it seems with this buffer, it can afford to do so towards the end of 2016. But uh, when you mentioned about the government positioning itself um, to withstand this low oil price, this will definitely um, be depending on how long oil prices stay low and uh, we see that the government will react to uh, the oil prices 
in 2015 and 2016 in a way that it it believes it can maintain spending but after 2016 is when we will start to really see problems uh, in Algeria. One of the points you made there I think was pretty interesting and and that's on subsidy payments uh, because you said that you know the Algerian government is likely to maintain subsidy payments or at least they're they're certainly going to try as well as with some of their social spending plans. That's differentiated a little bit from other markets in, in the region. Uh, some of that are oil importers. Uh, Egypt, Morocco, um, both have had um, subsidy reform on their agendas uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, why is the Algerian government intent on maintaining uh, subsidies right now? Well, um, we need to view this as more of a political decision than an economic one. Um, the government is focusing on short-term political factors uh, rather than the long-term sustainability of economic growth at the moment. There's already discontent amongst the population. We are seeing this through a variety uh, of factors. First, by the ongoing uh, protests that are of, of a small scale, but um, that are continuous uh, within Algeria. We are seeing a strikes by public sector workers that demand better pay, uh, an increase in salaries, uh, better working conditions. Um, and we're seeing protests regarding um, discontent about affordable housing. So there's definitely um, a significant level of discontent within the population about the government's economic policies. But also now we're seeing um, the pr- population protest the government's shale exploration efforts uh, in Algeria. And um, on top of all these reasons to protest, uh, the population is also feeling a little uncertain about the country's political future, especially considering the health of President Bouteflika and his continuous absence from uh, public events. So all of these combined create a lot of reasons for the population to be discontent and to protest against the government. So um, currently, the Algerian uh, authorities are trying to uh, minimize this amount of discontent amongst the population by trying to maintain subsidy payments. And these political concerns are very important in driving the Algerian decision to maintain subsidies, even at the expense of registering a budget deficit. And how is the government compensating for, for this high social spending? Are, are there some trade-offs that are taking place in other parts of the economy? Mm-hmm. Well, it definitely has to compensate somehow. And um, first of all, we're seeing certain delays in infrastructure um, projects. Uh, these are some measures that the government is taking to minimize uh, its spending plans. Um, we're also seeing uh, the Central Bank of Algeria depreciate uh, the Algerian dinar. This, there are two reasons behind this. One is that uh, the government is looking to earn more revenue in local currency for the oil and gas exports that it is selling abroad in order to increase the amount of money it has to be able to spend domestically. And second, it is trying to reduce imports. The uh, Algerian economy has a very large import bill. And um, one way of reducing these indirectly uh, by the government is to make them more expensive. So we will we are seeing the currency uh, depreciate by around 8% since the beginning of the year. And um, it seems we will, cont- we will likely see more of this in 2015. And the last thing that the government is, is starting to do is increase... Um, controls of foreign transactions, uh, increase its oversight over the paperwork and over the amount that um, the local companies can transfer abroad in order to be able to prevent a rundown on um, the foreign currency. So uh, we will be watching what other policies the government will make, but this seems to be the, the initial measures at the moment. Okay. W- one point that you mentioned there, I think is very important for the Algerian economy. We've seen this over the years. 
and that's the desire to reduce imports. Uh, you know, trying to have some sort of a balance in, in the current account. You know, as um, export revenue is shrinking because of lower oil prices. Um, you know, in years past, the Algerian government has you know passed bans on you know importing certain types of uh, consumer goods. So they've made efforts uh, towards this. Uh, can you tell a little tell us a little bit more about what they're doing right now? Because that is something that I think would uh, certainly impact a, a lot of our clients and, and business executives focused on the market right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, the Algerian government at the moment is not taking as drastic measures as, for example, a concrete ban on some on some uh, goods, especially consumer goods. But they are trying to reintroduce import and export licenses in order to be able to minimize what they call excess imports for example if a lot of cars are being imported and but not all of them are being sold within the domestic market the government views this as an opportunity to reduce imports and try to make sure that um, imports uh, increase at a rate that is um, corresponding to domestic uh, consumption of them so it will try to reintroduce uh, import and export licenses Uh, it is also working on regulatory changes to um, again kind of control the amount that all companies uh, across sectors can import certain goods um and of course as we said currency depreciation is a part of its measures as well now um what is different at the moment is the government is trying to make gradual changes rather than drastic bans on imports um and however because the economy's is significantly dependent on imports we don't see a reduction uh, a contraction in imports yet um but if the but if there are stricter measures, then we might see higher inflation in the domestic market, um, that we, and we will be watching out for this. Given the, the potential reduction in imports, the currency depreciation that you described, what does this mean for companies that, that are investing in Algeria right now? Mm-hmm. Well, no matter which sector um, our companies are, are operating in, uh, currency depreciation is likely to have an impact, either directly or in- indirectly, on their business. Um, now, companies will have to decide whether they want to reflect this exchange rate on their end prices, if they can, or whether um, their distributors uh, are reflecting this exchange rate difference in their selling prices in the domestic market. So they, our companies will need to increase uh, their conversations uh, with their distributors to get more visibility into what the, how their products are being sold within um, the Algerian market. And this will be very important for their competitiveness in a very price-sensitive market, um, as especially as domestic inflation is already uh, on the rise. And um, our clients may also want to consider um, whether increasing their local footprint will be to their advantage, um, especially if they're working with the government um, or if they are having difficulties with their distributors. Um, this is a way of um, minimizing some of the risks that we've talked about. On, on that issue of increasing local presence, can you, can you tell us a little bit more about some of the risks, the challenges the companies are facing in Algeria today? And, and does localizing your presence help you overcome some of those risks? As, as you just mentioned, maybe how, how does that um, allow you to overcome some of the obstacles in the market of market that we know is, is fairly tough for clients right now? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Algerian market is definitely very attractive, but like you said, also full of um, difficult measures and difficult uh, risks that uh, make it hard for companies to operate in. 
when I went to Algeria, I, I heard of a lot of um, common concerns amongst companies operating across sectors. First of all, of course, the continuous regulatory uh, changes that companies have to keep up with. Um, also, um, difficulty in getting visibility with the distributors and, and their policies, whether it be in pricing, whether it be in pipeline management. Um, I also heard a lot of complaints about the lack of data, data of course, and um, how difficult it is to plan um, for um, changing demand within within the Algerian population. And uh, with the 49-51% ownership law, where foreign companies, if they want to make domestic investments, will have to have foreign, um, excuse me, local partners own 51% of their entity is another concern for a lot of our clients. Um, and again, lastly, accessing local talent. Now, we see that companies that have a m um, increased presence on the ground tend to be more successful uh, in Algeria. First of all, this makes it easier to monitor the regulatory changes. Having local talent and having local presence, uh, local advisors and, and legal um, councils definitely help in keeping up with the regulatory changes, in, although they are abrupt uh, no matter what. And um, having presence on the ground definitely helps again with a better access to talent as especially if you can have uh, local contacts either through universities or through rec recruitment agencies that can help um, access this talent which is actually not readily and cheaply available in Algeria and of course more supervision over a sales process is very helpful um, in kind of managing some of the risks that come with again currency depreciation uh, changes in um, importing and exporting licenses um, and as the government moves in the medium term to a more um, preferential treatment to local uh, products whether it be in order to reduce this import bill uh, or to reduce its own expenditures, um, having a local presence might definitely be advantages in the coming years. Great. Uh, Zainab, thank you for sharing your, your thoughts with us on Algeria. Uh, very interesting and, and definitely appreciate it. Uh, as a reminder, you can speak with uh, Zainab or any of the FSG analysts by sp simply reaching out via your account manager or directly. You can also access all FSG content on our portal at portal com. This concludes our podcast. Until next time, we wish you great on performance in your emerging markets.